Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today is a little bit different. It's my part two of the interview we did with one little lento. You'll hear different voices in there, uh, people asking him questions. And just hope that this meets your needs and uh, stretches your mind. It's disruptive for you in some very positive ways. Mine's more of a comment than a question. Uh, you know, I was in business for years and uh, worked for Mitsubishi and uh, mobile oil and some others that you wouldn't recognize. But uh, boy, I had so much opportunity to minister. It was just incredible. I, I, I'm just, I have so many stories. I don't even want to start. It's just similar to what you're expressing. It was exciting times. And it seems like being a pastor now of an official church <laughs> takes up so much time. I find half my time. And Zach said to me one time when I went out to start my church, he said, well, Billy, your biggest fight's going to be time. And, man, I hear those words in my head probably three or four times a week. I'm just like, I want to do this. I want to do that. When I go, and, and that's like, where's the time? But uh, still keeping at it. And, but I'm inspired by your stories and trying to adapt them to my situation, which is incredibly different. There are not. There aren't any big companies in this area where I am. Uh, there's no place where anybody really hangs out. I mean, that I can find. But uh, I'm just more and more trying to start with people I know or have some sort of connection with. And what I'm hearing, just politely, I guess, I mean, respectfully, but I'd just say, well, what do you think about this? And can we get together? And can we, can we, Look at the Bible. Can we study together and talk and ask questions? We're not here to push you. Here to ask, let you ask all the questions you want. And maybe if they get to a certain point, then okay, who else do you know? <laughs> kind of like the old Amway and A.O. Williams, you know, who do you know? Who lives next to you? Know, <laughs> or your friends, relatives, bring them. You know, don't, you don't need to come by yourself. You know, if we're going to meet, just bring anybody and everybody you want. You know, so anyway. The uh, people who are in uh, leadership in their companies uh, is under so much pressure now. I mean, there's so many things going on. And uh, unfortunately, one of the new friends I met and I was trying to get to know, he's my biggest supporter, this one gentleman, Jim. Um, and he would, uh, he was always busy. He couldn't, he came to one of our meetings and I'll, I'll reach out to him um, every now and then, but he would text me whenever I posted a social, because um, I was running for office, so I, I would post a little message, and he'll say, "Oh, that was good," you know. And I didn't find I didn't find out till later that he was opposite in his political, um, his just his paradigm, and which was fascinating because we're opposites. But he had he had actually taken his life uh, two months ago, and um, mm. that was it. Was like uh, you know, it was uh, it was um, you know, hit us. But it, it just reinforced, you know, uh, you never know uh, these guys who are running their companies, how much stress they're under. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so, you know, we're, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's in heaven, you know, because we talk, we had to talk about Jesus. Too. I'm not worried about that, but it just motivates uh, me and, you know, and uh, my partner that started this group with, uh, we, that's how we started thinking uh, how we we're going to, organize our group 
is um he's actually a trainer his name is dan price he's uh he's um winning ways that's his business he's a coach for leaders but um but our thought was people must be stressing out this is three years ago how can we bring hope to these leaders and um now we have two doctors in our group funny huh these guys are phd guys um and uh i'm just a sales guy and so the but jesus is the one that's in control so uh I think that's the, you know, that's a, especially now, uh, that, that is a huge area that where um, you, you probably find yourself in. It's not a lot of people, but I think God will bring a divine appointment with the right person who's, who's going to, yeah, whatever. He's just crying out for help inside. He's, it's a lonely place where they sit. Where I'm at now is um, in the Republican Party of Hawaii. It is so crazy. It's it's my mission field for now until my wife says enough already, <laughs> but because um, she wants, she wants me back. So I got to have a good talk with her, but, but because uh, just wanted to bring the light of Jesus in there. It's, it's, uh, I won't get into all the details, but, but we have a little group there uh, that's, that's, um, you know, Jesus is a center. They come from different backgrounds, but we're trying to stand for the light of Jesus within this particular group and putting people in office. Um, you know, just because we need representation everywhere. We need people who love Jesus at every level. Yeah, every level mm. of the stuff. When you say you, your wife wants you back, it's not like you guys are separated. It's you're way too busy. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm supposed to retire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to retire next year. She says, aren't you, don't you want to just retire and play with the grandkids? He said, Babes, things are falling apart. It's really, you know, somebody's got to go out there and, and we got to do something. And I wanted to use my gift of whining, uh, you know, because if you're a Christian and you're a whiner, you have to be a do whiner at least, minimum. You got to do something. So <laughs> I, I, I repented and became a do whiner. I, I try to remind her of that. But she's right, you know, I got to, you know, so we, we have to balance this thing out. You ran for public office to get yeah. involved with the the party, right? You, you're, that's your mission field. One of your mission fields. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And uh, we're we're walking through all of the the craziness of all those relationships right now, um, and and they had the whole spectrum of emotion. What did you run for? What office? State State House. I'll give you one example. One bill that I use an ex example why I'm different from my competitor and why the Bible, uh, why we need God in every sphere. Yeah, what, I mean, Jesus has to come back in every sphere is the, um, there is a bill that, that, that she voted yes for, where if you're a minor in a school system and a minor has sexual transmitted diseases, you can go to a health counselor, come up with a plan of treatment, okay? If your parents find out that bill says the parents cannot override your decision that the minor makes in the school with that health worker. And that's, that is one bill. There's, there's like six bills just like that. One has to do with education and what they're going to teach you as far as sexual orientation. And all. this one has to do with health and, and, and the role of parents. So in a big, in a real subtle, quiet way, all of these, um, and they're nice people. You know, I know they're nice people. They just got to fall in line with their thinking. And it's a national thinking. 
that says parents have no right to to intervene on their kids. They're trying to separate, you know, they're just trying to destroy the family. And mm. so, and, and uh, that's, that's what's happening right now. That's why I ran, trying to stop this craziness. So, so unfortunately, they, as, they, they as want- we kind of wind down here, how, how many, how, how many currently, and then how many would be max? I mean, a group could be two people, right? A group could be 20 people. How many how many groups are have you inserted yourself into currently? And at the at the max, how many were there? Because I think people are trying to figure out this microchurch thing. And yeah. one of the problems that we have when we throw the word, I think we need the word church, because I think we need to realize we are the church, and that that building isn't, and all that infrastructure isn't. We are. And we and we are to infiltrate. Um, you know, I, I started reading the Book of Acts a lot when I was about 19 years old, and at first I thought the church failed in Acts that it was it was hot stuff in Jerusalem, and then it failed as it as it spread. And then I began to realize, no, it was in its infancy and it was immature in Jerusalem, and it matured as it as it infiltrated and. You're the you are the greatest infiltrator that I know, and I know how hard it is to shorten a story down and try to you know get it into a few minutes, and it sounds like popcorn because you you I mean your sales job takes you all over, and so in a way you are all over, um, but kind of condense it down like like how many how many because we all have a span of control I I I can't handle a hundred groups. I can handle this many groups. So, what what has been your max? And in, and in currently, what what are you doing? Uh, in 2012, I think I maxed out at nine groups I met with in a week. Uh, nine would be uh, it would be uh, over lunch. Lunch could be on a Thursday, and it could be meeting on a brown leather sofa on the bottom of 1100 Alakea Street. And whoever is in the building at that time that I knew. That, that committed to, you know, just growing with Jesus. It was, it was our brown leather sofa church. And uh, uh, another group would be, uh, would be uh, that, that instant church at that art, art place. Another one would be at the, um, the church at uh, the mortgage company. So that was nine. Uh, nine. Nine was, but I was the one walking from building to building, house to house. And I was trying to copy uh, what Paul was doing. You know, he's just going around his circuit. And that was my sales uh, cycle anyway. I had to touch all these buildings and people. And it was just a nice cadence. Um, it's not sustainable, I mean, for the long haul. But for that season, it was because that was my, you know, I had to do that anyway. And then so I just make my rounds. So um, the uh, right now, because my cadence is different, I have a larger area. I can't do that. So I, I focused on one group. Yeah. So I have one group outside and it turns out to be my largest customer. Anyway, we meet at a coffee shop, Ali coffee, and that's in uh, a really nice area that's being developed in, in our town part of Honolulu. And, and, um, and God brought us a coffee shop because um, I just said, you know, Lord, we just need a safer place to meet. And uh, uh, I don't know if you know that. Remember Sam Webb, Ralph Sam Webb, yeah, and his yeah, son. Yeah. We would pray for his son James. I, I didn't know his name, but I remember 
when our two churches got together years ago and, you know, our staff were helping each other because we we're planting churches. Um, and I remember Pastor Sam praying for, oh, you know, let's pray for my son. He's struggling with drugs and all that. Well, fast forward to today, um, James Webb, you know, he, he had one coffee shop in, in downtown. And, and I remember praying at this place before he showed, showed up. This is like years ago. I said, Lord, this is such a lovely place for a shop. You know, for, you know, just because I'll go there just to sit and pray to get um, refreshed before I go on, you know, to the next appointments. And, and then when I just so happened to walk into the shop, this is about two years ago, I, I see, uh, I started, oh, I saw Sam right in front of me. I said, hey, Sam, how's it going? Oh, funny to see you here. Oh, what brings you here? Oh, this is my son's shop. And it, and it just dawned on me, this is the guy we prayed for. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm we're, I mean, claims to that prayer, but James got out of drugs, got out of prison, got married. God gave him a coffee shop. He's, he's a roaster, Ali Coffee. If you know why, he's got four four of these things now. So when I was at Kaka, I didn't know all this was going on. So when I was in Kakako, he was starting. He was the start of COVID. He he started a new coffee shop in Marriott, uh, one of these new hotels. As soon as he started. Building it out, COVID hit. He had to shut down, and he started complaining to God. God was, you know, he's he's same words I did, and uh, talking to God, and he said, you know, he told me start this thing in COVID, and I can't do this and that and blah. blah. And so, and I was praying in the midst of COVID now, um, about a year from that, Lord, I need a coffee shop where we're meeting. He started his third coffee shop, like right there, where we needed a coffee shop. You know, that's where we've been meeting for almost a year and a half now. And, and, and James and I, um, and just to let you know, my group yesterday had only one person, you know, but there's four of us. It was me, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God. So there's four. <laughs> and I was just saying, hey, Lord, I don't know what's happening. You know, everybody's, three other guys are sick and one guy moved out already. So, you know, it's just me. I'm just sitting there and, but I'm enjoying it, you know, I'm, Trying not to be distracted because I was looking at the news and everything. I said, okay, Lord, I just want to thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you. And, and so James came up. And so James, the owner and the co-owner sat down. And he said, when, what, where's all your friends? I said, yeah, you know, I'm it. Today is it. Oh, no, no, we're with you. So that's three of us. And so, so we had a really good time. This is the first time I got to talk to him, like, you know, because up until then it was just hi, bye, hi, bye. Yes, come, bring business. Thank you for your business. Hi, bye, hi, bye. But to, yesterday was wonderful because they just sat and they just told me what they thought about, how much they're struggling in this COVID. But God's, you know, because rent, everything's going up. Electricity for the month. It went from 2,200 to 3,200 per month for this oh. little, shop, little coffee shop. Okay. And then, and then, and then yet they're still in business. I said, man, you know, that's why I wanted to run because everybody's putting the pressure on you guys, you know, and it's not, not supposed to be that way. And so, um, so when we were talking, I said, you know, Lord, thank you for my friends. And that's how short the prayer was. Lord, thank you for my friends. Holy Spirit, guide us, protect us, you know, and, and with our eyes open. Yeah. So I just want to try to make religion unreligious. And try, try to make things, why, why does it have to be so long, yeah? A sermon doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It can be just like Jesus. It could be even a question. And, mm -hmm. and so, and uh, 
And so I kind of just left it and we just prayed and said, we all, you know, I got to go. And then, uh, but that's, that's how it is. So uh, Ralph, I just, so I, I, I had nine groups and now I have one and that was it. <laughs> I was the only guy. <laughs> and uh, so it goes like that, that. And all I know is that God always does his thing. It's his group. And I'm just going, you know, okay. I just feel like, you know, Russell is the one that brought it up. Yeah, you know, when I see the coffee shop, because he saw the coffee shop, I better not pay attention. I, I, I was asking him, where is the coffee shop? So I was trying to find it yesterday on the on the map, you know, with Google Maps. And I said, Russell, is the coffee shop here? You know, and so that's that was my last question to him yesterday. So I, I encourage you guys. I know you guys are doing this. I, I know you guys are praying. I just listen. I, I, sorry, I haven't been on this call. I'll try to be a better participant yeah i really appreciate you guys input and uh, i'll make time sorry about that <clears throat> oh we're really happy to have you i i want to say to all of you guys um you know wendell looks at his time with us in in hope chapel uh he'll he'll say stuff like you know i was in trouble a lot and all that that's because he's a darn disruptive thinker and he's always doing things from different <laughs> angle and and that that was so healthy and so helpful and such a blessing. Uh, when Wendell came to us as a volunteer, we, we'd heard this story about the Navy and a uh, pretty big deal. Graduate from Annapolis, that's a, that's a big thing. And then uh, in pretty much in line to have his own ship. And, and then he's willing to follow Jesus and push a lawnmower. And then come in as a volunteer. And, and then as a volunteer, begin to develop a base of volunteers in our church. And then he comes on staff and and then he comes and tells me that God's called him to Xerox. And, uh, and, and, and he has to obey the Holy Spirit. And I argued with him. I, I, I actually, I go, I'm the Holy Spirit as far as you're concerned. <laughs> um, because this is one of these people that just makes the world go around. And, and to mm. see this fine mind and to hear the flexibility that I'm hearing, the innovation that I'm hearing, that lacking from the church. I, I talked to a guy recently who, uh, he had friends uh, uh, block him on Facebook because he, he wrote a post that said, there's nowhere in the New Testament that suggests that we need to do a 20-minute talk every week in something called church. And that's mm. true. And 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 these people, because they're, they're locked into the way that we do things, more than the system, the way of thinking, uh, they got angry, and and he said he got a lot of hostile pushback, and then some guys actually just blocked him. And here's a guy who's the extreme opposite of that. He's he's sharing, he's um, he, he's moving with the spirit, and he's touched a whole lot of people over the last two decades since he left our staff, and doing this in unusual places and in, in unusual ways, and and so willing to have something large i mean because the the deal that that i think was a, a a mistake ultimately uh had well over 100 people and then when some people kind of invaded it he he walked away from it and then to be able to say well yesterday there was only me uh, but then two other guys ended up showing up and and i'm following the spirit there's lessons for us in that because i think i think me i think that we have a tendency to be systems people 
rather than really spirit driven people. And uh, that's why I invited Wendell today. And I just want to say thank you so much for, for, uh, for joining the community and for taking the time to share with us. Um, super, super blessing. If this has been meaningful to you, you might be interested in two books that are free on the Exponential website. One is called Mega Multi Micro. And Wendell Elento's story is in that. I think that it would strengthen your hand. It would expand your vision be very good for you. If there's a Wendell Elento in your church who's not really living up to what they possibly could, there's another book called How Nearly Anyone Can Start a Micro Church. And it's how to plant a church without leaving your job, the very thing that Wendell did. So, uh, again, they're free. They're on Exponential. You might as well grab them.